Get Up Time podcast. Once again, I'm super, super excited to bring to you guys another interview with Alexis Galloway, the creator and founder of So Sweet Academy. Um, her story, first of all, guys, y'all are pretty much getting exclusive because not everybody has heard this side of her story. But um, if you're like me, I love a good nine to five to full-time entrepreneur story and she definitely has that so I hope you guys will get some inspiration in that lane and if you're not an aspiring entrepreneur there's still definitely gems from her story so thank you once again to Alexis for being willing to be open and share I know it was a little uncomfortable for her but um, I believe that it is definitely gonna bless some of y'all so thanks for tuning in and I know this episode is coming out a little late, but it's still coming out. So that's what matters. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get Hi, into Alexis. it. Hi, Alexis. Welcome to Get Up 10. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Of course. It's so funny because we were like talking on the phone before this and I feel like I have one voice and then I switch on record and it's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughter says the same thing about me. She's like, mom. Why do you use like that special voice when you're talking to people? I'm like, what special <laughs> voice? Maybe it's my professional voice. Exactly. <laughs> this is the podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today because um, I we have been friends for a couple of years now. And mm-hmm. just knowing you and your personality, like you're very like chill and not one to be like all up in the front of the crowd and loud. But even though that is like you, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the last year you have made some major moves and I'm super proud of you. So I'm like, I have to have her on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I am proud of myself and I'm shocked at myself also because I just, I never thought that I would be that girl. You know, I'm always, I find myself being so just, I don't know, maybe happy-go-lucky and I don't take myself as serious. So then to hear some people say how much I've helped them, I'm like, oh, really? It's, I mean, just it's just me. Like, I'm just being silly. What do you mean I'm helping you? So it's, <laughs> it's shocking to myself, too. <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, look at Alexis getting first-class flights to London. I'm like, Girl, did you see that? That was so much fun. <laughs> I'm like, let me get my life together. I gotta be like her. <laughs> That was that was such an experience and I needed it just so that I could grind harder and say to myself like this is the new normal like you there's nothing wrong with the back seats because listen those back seats got me to where I was going mm-hmm. but just that first class experience I don't care if you have well don't empty your account but if you have to <laughs> really just <laughs> sacrifice some things to live like that it's it's so worth it oh my gosh you just you, it's different I mean, it's different. I always hear that and I'm like back and forth in my head about it because part of me is like no like don't hold back like you deserve the best and then part of me is like okay like let's be wise now <laughs> like you're mm-hmm. not there yet but it's definitely on my list to have that first class experience for sure and do it on a long flight because if, you, know, you don't want to <laughs> blink so and then true. it's done and you're like well where did that money go <laughs> but <laughs> do it on a long flight and it, yeah it just it makes you realize you know I'm worth it which is so important yes okay so I know you listened to some of our previous interviews so you kind of already know the background on the questions but just in case we have any first-time listeners I'll still give the background on the questions that we're gonna go through so 
I created Get Up 10 <laughs> after, it's so funny, after Cardi B, which I don't know, I'm getting tired of saying that because I'm like, I don't even follow her <laughs> like that. But in the moment, that was the inspiration. Get Up 10, um, you know, get up every time life knocks you down. That message definitely resonated with me. And I think that life knocks, well, I don't think, I know life, life knocks everyone down. And um, some people get up and some people stay down, but I definitely want to encourage everyone to get back up. So that's why it's important for me to do these interviews and have people share their stories. So that being said, how has life knocked you down? Um, well, I thought about that question too. And I was, I was so worried and nervous. I was like, you know, I, I don't feel like I have some major tragic or just, you know, pivotal, pivotal moment in my life that I can just go off of and say, this is what happened and this is that. Then I stopped and I said, well, maybe I'll just think of the last time that life knocked me down. Because even though it's not to someone else's standard of a knockdown, I mean, it still took me by surprise. So the most recent one was when um, I got laid off. And I haven't really told this as my story yet. I, I'm supposed to be writing a book. Maybe I'll really start soon. But just kind of telling the day that I got laid off, kind of knowing that it was coming and honestly hoping for it too, because I was getting burnt out in what I was doing. But it really was a, a eye-opening experience for me. I had spent the last, um, my daughter's 12, so 12 years as a um, physical therapist assistant working in long-term care facilities or at a home health agency. And I, I found myself getting burnt out and I found myself not giving the quality of care that I knew I could give. And one day I got an email from my manager and it said that we were all having a, a, um, a staff meeting and that we should be there. I need to be there. But then I got a separate email that said, um, come in an hour before the meeting. And I was like, wait a minute. I know what this is about. Last time there was a major layoff at my job they all had to come in early and, you know, lo and behold, I got laid off. So here I am in the drive-thru at Wendy's with my daughter. Um, everything just went quiet, right? My daughter's in the background saying, mom, mom, you know, the lady's talking to you. And because I was checking, well, don't tell anybody, but I was checking my email while I was in line <laughs> getting my food. And I knew, I knew what that meant. I knew that, that, that I was getting laid off. So that was my whole moment. But then right after that, I just had a piece that came over me that was like, Alexa, this is, this is kind of what you wanted. You know, you wanted more time to work on your embroidery business. You wanted to have a plan that you didn't, you know, I didn't want to necessarily say I, I quit. So it was forced upon me that I was laid off. And it, it did actually make it easier for me to um, go forward in my business. So fast forward to the next day, you know, I, I prayed about it and mentioned it on the prayer line and I was kind of okay with the fact that that this was going to be my new normal and then one of my coworkers said um and we'll come to find out she was getting laid off also so it was like a group effort she said well you know I think they give severance packages so I said well if that's the case you know I can I can live with that I can I can um budget my money out and do that went in you know they did the whole we no longer need your services blah 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 I sat there for as long as I could with a straight face trying to not show my excitement for getting laid off. As crazy as that sounds, you know, I'm scared to get laid off, but I was actually excited because that meant that I could go full-time in my business. And I did, I did just that. So on November the 22nd, 2019, I got laid off 
and I full time in my business. So, I mean, I, I personally, I feel like that was a knockdown, but I kind of feel like that was a knockdown that was starting off a catapult, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Because some people, we know, like, people commit suicide over getting laid off. So right. that is definitely considered a knockdown. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we're obviously, well, I should say obviously, but it's obvious to us, not the listeners. <laughs> we're in the same prayer group. So I'm like, do I remember saying that? But I don't. So I'm just like, wow, like I'm getting some exclusive content here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of laying low on there lately. Well, because, well, since the layoff, I, I have been sleeping in a little more, but I do need to get up early enough and start getting back on. And because um, I miss you all. Oh, but it's it's definitely um it's definitely been an experience that with that knockdown it has shown me how strong I am because now for the first time I'm I'm betting on myself you know I'm relying on my own decisions I did hire a business coach right before and it's so funny I don't know why we're always in awe when we realize how everything that God is leading us to and we're like oh that does work it's like every time we're always like oh well that that happened because this had to happen but in the moment it just it doesn't seem like it's going right so the month before I hired a business coach because I was trying to do my planner I was trying to just get a clear direction so that when the layoff did actually happen I didn't miss a beat you know, I called her that next week we talked and she was like, okay, well, you know, you have your severance package. How long is it going to be? How much is it? Now, you know, how long you have until that safety net is going to be ripped from underneath you. You know, you want to be prepared. And, um, and that's what I did. And the ironic part of all of it, my severance package ran out like the week before everything, the whole nation shut down, which was what last month. And, um, and I feel like I was, in a good place and I was ready so you know um, we set goals and some months I made my numbers some months I didn't some months she pushed me and some months I was like you know what this 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 isn't for me I, I don't I don't know this was cute but it's just not gonna work out but nonetheless I did keep pushing through and and I'm still right smack dab in the middle of it today but I'm you know I'm pushing I'm so proud of you. So (laughs) the next question is, what were some of the keys to you getting back up, which you kind of touched on a little bit, but if you want to just lay it out a little bit more tangibly so that somebody could apply it to their own situation, like I've gotten laid off, I have this idea. So what were some of the steps that you took to make it happen? So my, my, mainly my daughter, you know, I, it wasn't just a situation of me going back to live with my mom or something like that. I, I didn't have those choices and not saying that that's a bad choice because that, that's a real, that's a reality for some people to kind of make things work. But, you know, I had a, I had my household to run. It's just me and my daughter. I have bills that were not going to stop coming in. So I just had to look at it and say, okay, you know what, no matter what, this has to work. Um, I had my academy that I started, so I have my online embroidery academy called So Sweet Academy that currently has about 40-something members in it, and every week I show them different strategies for embroidery, how to take the 
the frustration out of it because embroidery doesn't sound like it can be very frustrating but it is and it's it's difficult to learn and a lot of people just you know they'll pick it up and put it down but I, I created that academy for that and I wanted to have it in a fun upbeat kind of way where you just you know it's like a it's like a I want to say sisterhood, but I do have a male in my academy, so I guess I can't say sisterhood. But whatever you would call a sisterhood with one male in it, that's what it is. Um, but just to keep going, I, I just kept putting things in place like that. I, I kept doing my individual sales. I did the academy. I do my So Sweet Sunday. Every Sunday at 5 o'clock, I go live. I've been doing that for a year. So those things, just keeping a new normal and the consistency of it, that's what that's what kept pushing me. It's just having something to do every morning, getting up, knowing that I wasn't just going to be like, okay, I'm laid off. I need to just, I need to rest or, you know, I deserve this day to rest. No, I just, I kept pushing through and I was like, you know, what, what other option do I have? So when I thought of it that way, I, I just kept going. I, you know, my daughter, that would be my main one. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you keep on saying new normal because I feel like that is one of the phrases that has become very used these days, <laughs> these coronavirus days, like new normal, new normal, new normal. And it's almost like your new normal was in place before mm-hmm. this season, which forced some people to have a new normal. So that sounds a little redundant. It really was. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally get it. It really was. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just feel like when you, like, your story is just a testimony against me of, like, when God orders your steps, and you actually, like, walk the path that he set before you, how he's really got you. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what your story says to me for sure. And it's so funny, <laughs> because I don't do anything with embroidery, or I don't know, like, my grandma taught me how to crochet. I think I could do like a chain. Like that's the closest like thing to <laughs> embroidery that I know how to do, but I definitely follow all of your pages. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. And I think you do. yeah, I try to, I got to support my friends. <laughs> and even though I know nothing about embroidery, I just love being in like following your pages and being in your groups because the creativity that, um, these women and I don't know I haven't seen any guys post yet so that's why I can say these women there's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them there's a couple of them it, it's fun to, when, when we see the guys in there it's definitely just a good refresher because some of these groups can get catty you would be surprised at how much drama <laughs> is in these groups and that's what my my free group is it's so sweet to learn and I can remember um maybe eight years ago or so, I would, I was in a group and I saw somebody get mad at somebody because they asked the same question that someone else had recently asked. And they were like, well, why don't you just go search it or go look on YouTube? And I'm like, well, if that was, if it was that easy for that person, they probably would have done that. But they came to this group because they thought that they would get the support that they needed by asking this question. So that's one of my group rules. You can ask whatever you want to ask, however many times you want to ask it. I mean, as long as it's appropriate for embroidery or, you know, if, if it's, if it's something appropriate at all you can but and I encourage them to because I hate to see that in other groups where people get so discouraged they're so knocked down or um just bashed for the most random questions they need to know and somebody else may give a different perspective on it it's it's no one way 
to do embroidery. And today I was kind of guilty of feeding into it. Usually I don't, um, I don't, I don't feed into the post if someone says something negative about one of my lives, but I don't know what it was today. Today, it I, something just snapped and someone was saying something about a file that I did yesterday. And if I had just listened to the instructions first or I didn't give the right person their acknowledgement. And I just was like, listen, I took my time out to do this and someone did get help. Someone did message me and say, hey, thank you so much for doing this. And I appreciate your time, but some of the some of them are just like this cat is weird. I don't know how I got off on this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I believe it. And what I've noticed about like groups is that the leader really sets the tone. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that you have created that that safe environment in your um, community for sure. Because I don't like as I think about it, like like you said, you have your standards for your community and so because you have created that environment like you it's drama free and then also like the prayer group that we are a part of um there's so many different women from like literally all over the united states and canada can't forget vicky (laughs) hopefully we'll get some more women from we could be completely well not completely but a little bit more international one day but again like shelly is leader of our prayer group and she also has standards to what she does and does not allow. And because of that, our group is, it's so beautiful how, like I said, women from all different backgrounds, we come together and there's like transparency and like an openness and it's like a true sisterhood. And then for me personally, on the opposite end, I think of some, like I played basketball for most of my life, like up until college. And I've had good coaches and I've had not as good coaches Mm -hmm. and a lot of my experience was what came from that individual like if that individual was having a bad day or like I've had coaches where it's like you literally don't know what you're gonna get from them like one day they're happy one day they're not and then the way that they talk to us will create a completely like not great environment mm-hmm. and so it just shows like the value of leadership and I guess that personal development because sometimes people are not even aware of what they're doing but it definitely will show <laughs> right. exactly so that's awesome but I don't even know if I finished my compliment <laughs> which was to say that even though I do not embroider like I love seeing the creativity that happens in your group because it's just so cool and then I was gonna ask how did you start embroidery like is that something that somebody passed down to you or something you just decided one day like when you try this like how did that come into play so when I was um, well my mom says when I was like two she because I don't remember this but she would sit me on her lap because she sews um, my mom is a beautiful seamstress by the way um, she she would sew and I would sit on her lap and I learned how to sew that way. And then in sixth grade, I made most of my clothes for school. And then by ninth grade, I stopped because it was not as popular to sew your own clothes when you're in high school. So I stopped completely. I, I put it down. That along with the fact that my mom was very, very uh, much of a perfectionist. And I, I pick at her to this day about being a perfectionist. But I would get discouraged with having to take the seams loose and and starting over and this and other, but I never lost my love for creativity. 
when my daughter was born, I wanted to make like little cute stuff for her. And it just, I just started thinking about it. Well, you know what? I could make this. I would see all kinds of things online. Oh, I can make this. Oh, I can do that. Oh, you know, that, that could be easy. So I started with um, a single needle, a Brother PE 780. It was a Disney version because my coworker came to work and her mom had bought her a machine. And I was just looking at her work. I was like, that's cute. But I bet I could do the same thing. I went home, told my mom. We wound up going to the sewing machine shop, the embroidery store here locally, and she will buy anything that I want that, or wanted back then, that was pertaining to sewing, creating, anything. So she brought me my, sewing, my embroidery machine. I started making stuff for my daughter, started selling stuff, started getting more confident. And then one day, somebody just asked me, will you teach me? I'm like, well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'll just show you what I do. I don't, it's nothing special. And that just kind of sparked me teaching one person after another after another. And then with my self-development journey that I went on, I learned that you can kind of make money off of this. And you can, you know, I could, I could really source this into something big. So that's how all, all of the initial part came about. That's awesome. And I love the fact that this is, I mean, maybe one day I'll introduce somebody that their story will be more recent. But what I keep noticing is that like, our gifts and talents and the things that God created for us to like win in is not new. It's like something that's always been there. So mm-hmm. I love that. Does your daughter embroider? So I feel so bad because I'm not taught her. <laughs> <laughs> Does she want to learn? Like she, I think she used to want to learn. Now she kind of just kind of sits back and watches and, and I think she's finding her own, she's going to find her own way that, she can use her creativity because she is very creative. She she yeah. watches YouTube all the time and she started learning how to make lip gloss. So I've been kind of supporting her with that. But I do hate that I didn't start her really, really young with it because especially with me being an embroidery coach and teaching people, I'm like, hello, I have the number one student here at my house. But she does know a little bit about it. She knows a lot of the terminology and all that stuff. So that's cool. She does well with it, yeah. And I was, I was going to say, if you didn't, but she's still a kidpreneur because I know she has her lip gloss line. <laughs> That's awesome. She loves it. So uh, it's funny you touched slightly on self-development just now because that leads us into our next question. So another reason that I named the podcast after Cardi B is because I just, um, what's the word? I'll say looked up to. <laughs> I can't think of the one, the one word for that. <laughs> I looked up to her authenticity and how she has always kind of lived her life with no filter and gave us her as she is, whether her teeth are crooked, she has a bonnet on, or she's like all dolled up, whatever. Like she's just authentically her. And for so many people, we struggle. I'll say we because I, I want to include myself. I don't want to say it's only an other people issue and it, I, it applies to me too as I'm learning and growing and living but so many people struggle with really just being who they are so what does it look like to you to live your life with no filter and just be authentically yourself um to be authentically me so I remember a while back when all of this started I told someone well what am I I mean what am I supposed to do I don't I don't really know how to make this thing special. I just embroider. And she was like, what do you mean you just embroider? Like not everybody can do that. You know, that's, 
that's something that's special. I was like, well, okay, whatever. And I didn't see where this was going to, to build out into what it is. But what makes me just feel like I'm being authentically me is just bringing the fun to it, having fun while I'm embroidering, being silly, um, not taking myself as serious. And it took a while for me to be okay with that. It took a while for me to understand that maybe my personality isn't one that's supposed to be the stuffy one in the room. You know, I can make light of a lot of things. It takes a lot to just truly, truly, you know, embarrass me unless I just like, you know, I'm walking across the floor and have a total wipeout in front of somebody. That's, a, that's embarrassing. But I can make light of a lot of things and laugh at myself. So by that happening, I'm able to make a lot of people feel un uncomfortable, feel comfortable with with things that they would typically be uncomfortable with. So I think that's what that's what helps me to be unapologetically me. When I when I got to the point that I was comfortable in my own skin, um, and stuff just came second nature to me. I love that, and I definitely relate to that as well because. I don't know, as far as back as I can remember, I've always been able to laugh at myself. Like, I don't, like, on a, even today, like, I woke up and my husband is, like, cleaning our bathroom, and I was just, like, in there, and I'm, like, laughing. Like, first, I was <laughs> laughing at him because he was just, like, in his element, and then I was just, like, laughing just to laugh because I'm happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I totally get that. Well, those are the more serious questions. <laughs> now mm-hmm. on to the fun stuff, which these are questions that I did not give to you beforehand, but they're not nothing to worry about. <laughs> so what song do you have on repeat right now? Oh, just one song? I don't think I have just one song because believe it or not, I, I sit in silence a lot. And then whatever song pops in my head, then I sing it or then I go look it up. But I will say anything 90s, like I love 90s R&B. So if, if ever I'm on a long road trip or if ever I just have to pop in some music just to get my mind off stuff, anything 90s, that is what 75% of my brain is made up of, 90s music lyrics. That seems to be a theme among my guests. <laughs> like, I think it's the age range. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But you guys are not even, you guys, it's not like you guys are old. <laughs> no. But that is literally like everybody's answer. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, not even mad because I don't know, one of these days somebody will come up and be like, Megan the Stallion. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like waiting for that answer. But everybody's like 90s and I'm not mad because that's good vibes. <laughs> well, that one, you know what, Meg, that would be my second one probably because my daughter, you know, she's she tells me all the time that my music is old school. I'm like, oh, so like that was just yesterday. She, that, that's an insult. Like, you can't say that to mommy. And then she says it again and I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, so that was probably my second because I have heard a million and 16 of these TikToks of the little, I'm a savage, you know, and I still don't know the dance, but she's trying to teach me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the dance either. And one night I was at work and there was like an African nurse on the unit and she was like, I know how to do the dance. And she started like making fun of the TikTok dance. It was the funniest thing ever, like between her accent and just like, I think she knew like the one part where you like slap your behind and it was just hilarious (laughs) but it's okay this is so not even important but it's just crazy how like TikTok blew up these last couple 
because nobody else had anything to do but sit home and make videos <laughs> yeah I stayed away from it as far away as I can <laughs> so I'm like I do not need to be wasting my time with this but it's just crazy I downloaded it I think I watched it for three hours straight oh my gosh see no beware I'm afraid of that I'm afraid to start a new tv show because I want to use my time wisely like so yeah <laughs> it was funny though I texted um Nikki Saunders which we both know or who we both know mm-hmm. I should say <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was just like you know she has her um what's it called oh, is it Beast Mode Digital Beast Mode group yeah and it's funny because she started giving she has like social media advice and um like anybody who wants to create content like she is the person to talk to and so I remember like a couple months ago she had posted encouraging people to get on TikTok like before this was like back like earlier this year and then I just look at how things have gone now and I'm like yo you were ahead of the times but right. she was right and I did I started mine when she said it because I remembered um on all that and I listened on her Wednesday call and some of her some of her lives so I did actually take her advice but I only did one video and I kind of kind of stopped but um yeah that that is definitely the new wave yeah yeah and then Sa- oh speaking of savage <laughs> even though we're not <laughs> speaking about it did you see the um since we are recording this episode the day after mother's day did you see kirk franklin's and the ladies of his life their remix to savage no i gotta look that up yes i'm gonna send it to you it was so good like they did the generations of like um like kirk op- opens up with the instrumental let's just say and then like his daughter, his wife, and then I don't know whose mother, but the grandmother. I don't know if it's his mom or his wife's mom. They all like spit, spit a little bar, and it was just so dope. <laughs> so oh definitely, I'm gonna send that to you. But um, the next question, which feels funny to ask right now, well, I don't know. Do you feel like we're coming out of lockdown? I kind of feel like we're coming out of lockdown, but because um, the next question is about travel and it felt funny to ask that at first and I'm like we're definitely quarantined right now but I feel like the world is slowly opening up again well no you know Georgia we opened like two weeks ago yeah so, how's that been yeah. have you gone um, out I, so I've been going out since the beginning but not like going out going out my going out is going to the fabric store and going to Walmart and the post office but then I learned how to ship from home so I don't go to the post office as much but um, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like down here, we have a false sense of security because our numbers aren't as high. But at the same time, you know, if you watch the news or if you're watching anywhere else, it's, it's very real. But the travel, because I was about to get off on a tangent on that, that whole thing. But travel, where, what was the question? I didn't even finish asking it. <laughs> but yeah, no, just to add in really quick, like North Carolina, we reopened on Friday night at 5 p.m. kind of. Well, that was when uh-huh. like, the um, orders were lifted. And I don't know, like I'm going to, when we get off of this recording, I'm definitely about to go to Rainbow because I need some sundresses. <laughs> but I, know, I have nothing. I just need Walmart to be 24 hours again because these new hours are not lit. Like Walmart closed at 8.30 here. But I think it does here too, but I just haven't been out at night to know. You know what? I will honestly say, I I don't like that 
it's in the wake of a um, pandemic, but I do like how much life has slowed down. Yes. It's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of refreshing and it's just to see people out walking again and, you know, the family, I don't know, it just, it feels good to, to know that it's slowly slowing down. I completely agree. But back to the question. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? I would probably go to Fiji. I love Fiji. So I've never been, but I want to go because I want to sleep in one of those huts that's over the water. Like the water is so clear and just so nice. That's, uh, that's my dream vacation. Yes, that is definitely on my list as well. <laughs> um, maybe that would be my first class flight because <laughs> I know be. that's a long flight. But yes, I completely agree. And lastly, um, do you have a book recommendation for our listeners? So this could be something that you're reading right now or something that you've read in the past that just really helped you out. Um, so right now, in my, well, I, I got into Audible, so the audiobook, so it made reading so much easier. And I've listened to so many books recently, but the one that probably sticks with me the most is um, Girl, Wash Your Face. I think it's by Rachel Hollis or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I love that book. It, it just kind of gave me that freedom of being like, just Stop thinking so harshly of yourself and just get out there and do it. Maybe I need to listen to that because I've definitely seen like excerpts from that book and I am on Audible too. I have been for the past few months and I mean, we pay for the subscription, but I just wait till mm -hmm. my free credit drops <laughs> and then <Me> too. <laughs> I download stuff and I'm always going through like the self-development or whatever small personal development. Um, category and that one is always there I'm just like eh, I don't know but maybe I'll listen to that one now because it sounds good yeah it's a really good one well we're pretty much good <laughs> do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share um maybe that this was just so awesome this was my very very first podcast interview I hope Aww. I didn't it <laughs> I'm so glad I love it like you and Kayla it was both of your first podcast interviews and it's just so I'm like it's really nothing serious like if you can talk like you can do it and I'm so grateful that I got to hear some of your story I think that's what I've enjoyed the most doing these interviews is like it's all ladies that I've known for a little bit of time now but now I'm like finding out new stuff about you and I love it so thank you so much for your time and your story I truly appreciate it and I will talk to you later. All right, thank you. Don't forget to send me that, Kurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs>